0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park-Figueroa. Are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Welcome, welcome everyone to Mind Your OT Business. I am so glad you're here because today's episode is a real treat. Janice McCullough owns a practice in Alberta, Canada. Called rest is best. She focuses on the niche of sleep. She was brave enough to come on the podcast to do an on-air coaching call with me to problem solve in public some of the questions and struggles she's been having with her business. And I titled this episode episode being brave and taking charge as an OT entrepreneur because that is what Janice is doing. We talked about marketing. Using language in your marketing to your ideal client, how you can help people really see the problems that they have and how you can be confident in communicating how you can help them solve those problems, how your business or offering is the solution to their problems. We also talked about how to best spend our time when we're on social media for marketing purposes. We talked about really identifying your ideal client and who you want to work with. We also talked about how to conduct a really great discovery call, some people call them, or maybe a free 15-minute consult call, and how to really take charge as an entrepreneur owning your business and being confident in the services that you offer. I love what Janice is up to. I. Literally got goosebumps at the end of talking to her. I say it in the episode, and I was not kidding. I was thinking about everything she's going to do in her business in the coming year and just got so excited for her that I got goosebumps on my arms, like a real react, you know, a neurological reaction. It was cool. Um, You will learn so much from her, and I am so thankful to her. Thank you, Janice, because I know you're listening for being brave enough to come on and publicly be in a coaching conversation i think that takes a lot of bravery and you'll hear in the podcast how few people actually are willing to do it so i hope you learned so much in this episode and here is my conversation with janice i want you to introduce yourself to everyone right now because i was just telling you before we hit record here I'm trying to not talk so much on my podcast. I want the guests to do more talking. So you own a business that is all about the occupation of sleep, and I want you to tell everyone about it. So tell us how you started the business and what it's all about.
1: Okay. Um, So I've worked in mental health most of my career, Mm -hmm. and in that, a lot of my clients had sleep problems and sleep difficulties, um, and it was always kind of that side Aspect that you dealt with, but not your primary (laughs) (laughs) um, goal or even anything that you focused on at all. And then when I became a mom, I had two kids that um, I still believe were the worst sleepers in the entire world. And I had the whole range of, you know, feeling tired during the day, like I was failing as a mom, not being able to keep things up. And when I went to, when I researched sleep consultants, they all had just one specific. Like we do this approach or we, we do the, you know, the timed cry out approach or this. And it wasn't anything to like assess where I was as a, as right. a mother or um, where my children were developmentally or any of that. So I, I thought that there's got to be a better way. Um, yeah. I had gone back to get my master's. And in that I took a sleep course at the University of Alberta as part of my OT program. and. I said, you know what, this is something that's needed. This is something yeah. I can make, right? And I wanted to stay home and, and raise my kids, so I wanted more flexibility than a typical occupational therapy nine yeah, to five. Yeah, nine to five. five. Yep. yep. And so I went from there and I, I started. I primarily, right now, I work a lot with children, although I would love to get more adult clients in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find that it's a harder, I don't want to say sell, but yeah. it's it's a harder, you know, to, to ask them to pay, to talk about sleep. Yeah. Um, a lot of them say to me, well, I know this, I just have to do it.
0: Right. Right. And
1: so I, 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 find it difficult to then bridge that. Yeah. That gap.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, I actually was falling asleep thinking about your business last night. Cause I sent you the link for this interview and I read your website and the, your, your kind of the form you filled out for the, for the coaching session or whatever. And I have ideas for that on adults because I was like, how will adults know that sleep is a problem for them? How would, what would adults pay? You know, I'm sitting here in my mind while I'm falling. So I was thinking of you while I fell asleep last night, but that's a real, I mean, I was thinking that too, when I looked at your website, like, will, do adults see it as enough of a problem, right? Cause you, I love how, and this is one thing I wanted to tell you when I went to your website yesterday, I love how your story is like, you can relate to the, especially the parents, right? From the parent mm-hmm. perspective, you can relate. Like, this was a major problem I had that like ruined my life for many weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't sleep, you can't function, right? Like, yeah. and so, I think, um, I think that, that that story was so poignant. Like, when I, when I read it, I was, I just, I felt like I knew you. You know, it was a good. Your about page is wonderful. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, because it tells your story, and people re- resonate Thank with you. stories, Thank you very right? Much. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. When yeah. did you start? I, I forget when you yes, started. I, I read this yesterday, but, but.
1: So I officially started May of last year. So I'm just coming okay. up to my one year and it's, it is a, so it is my primary uh, income. However, right. I am a stay at home mom. So it's primary, right. but a side gig.
0: Yes, exactly. Which is how everyone starts, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, and you know, we didn't say, we didn't say, you and I kind of talked before we hit record about just the nervousness of bringing your business into a public forum in some ways. And Mm -hmm. I just want to share with everyone that's listening that my response was, we're all in this. Everybody's a mess as a business owner. Like nobody has all their stuff together, no matter how much they look like they do. And that it takes bravery to come on here and do this and share what you're struggling with so i just want to honor that and say that before we really dive into to the questions you have i think it's awesome that you Thank are brave you enough much. to come on yeah and that you're so early in your business i think seeking out advice early in your business is something a lot of people are hesitant to do they feel like they should have their stuff together right no like we all need people helping us you need people that have been there done that that are a little ahead of you that can say oh this worked for me this didn't here's what you might try so that's what this whole call will be all about is just helping you problem solve in the things that are sticky right now you know so yeah. what are those for you what do you really want to focus on in this call i know there were several things on your form but for you what's top of mind right mm-hmm. now
1: I spend a lot of time making Facebook posts and uh, Instagram to a lesser extent, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure it actually gives me a return. And I don't mind sharing the information. I, like, I, I'd love to, but it, it, is a, it eats a lot of my time yeah. uh, to come up with ideas, to, to write it out. So how I can better utilize that, that I'm, act- I'm sharing information with people, but I'm also turning that around into income for me business for me as well as like how to run a discovery call because I find that okay. it becomes like I almost give away my services a little bit and I, yes. I'm bad with that I'm bad with that time frame and so then I'm like oh well let me just like dive right in and help you <laughs> right right
0: because we want to be helpers we've talked about this so much on the podcast yeah. right like we're all so geared to just it's, it's human and it's even more OT to want to help right <laughs> yeah and so it's really hard to kind of guard yourself on those calls to make sure you're being helpful, but not giving away services that people should be paying for, right? So that's a great, that's a great thing to talk about. Yes. So let's talk about social media marketing
1: okay. for
0: the first topic. And then let's get into running good discovery calls. And also, I really want to make sure we talk about that Topic of what will adults? How can we help adults see that sleep mm-hmm. is a problem for them? yeah Okay, and if we have that, might be enough for forty-five more minutes. <laughs> but that's um, a lot. Yeah, if we and if we have more time, we can we can go into other things that were on your form there. But okay, so first thing: social media marketing. So, do you know? I guess my first question would be: Do you know that your ideal client is on Instagram and Facebook? Those are your chosen platforms where you're going to be.
1: Hmm. I think, um, I think for Facebook, definitely my, like my parents, my mothers specifically are definitely yeah. on Facebook. Um, Instagram, you know, I'm not comfortable with Instagram. I'm not a tech savvy, pr- I'm tech savvy, but not on social media.
0: Right. Um, it's a learning curve for sure. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> it's,
1: um, yeah. So I'm um, Instagram, I think they are. I I do believe most of the sleep consultants that I follow do most of their work on Instagram. Okay. So, but I'm not sure about the adult sleep, right? I'm not sure. Like definitely my older, like my say 50 plus, probably not. Right. Yeah. And I, but I'm not sure then how to reach them.
0: Yes. So you have the challenge of you kind of have two different ideal clients, right? Because you have your parents who are dealing with the babies. And honestly, they might be lower hanging fruit, meaning they're easier to convert, right? We've kind of talked about that in this call, but they are feeling the burden more of the sleep problem than the adults might. The adults might need a different format, maybe, for their consult for you to consult with them about their sleep. Which one is your ideal client? Do you really want to serve both of them? Is that like your dream to be able to serve parents and adults or, or do you love one over the other?
1: So I not wanting to like not have people come to me for with their babies, but I, I prefer actually say teenage up. I find, Oh really? Okay. Um, I find the challenge. Uh, just a little bit more interesting and more intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like again, I don't want to exclude <laughs> because right. I think I think that's where the majority of my like that's where the biggest population is of people that have already bought in that sleep is a problem.
0: Yeah. So okay, let's talk about the. I I just want to talk about the adult thing right now then because if I know that that's your ideal client, let's let's prioritize that. This okay. we'll get into the marketing piece, but so. Are there ways that you could offer sleep consulting? Is that what you call it? Is that a proper?
1: Yeah, I call call it sleep sleep consulting or sleep coaching.
0: Right. Okay. So, if you if you could market sleep consult consulting to adults, what are all the ways you could do that? Like, let's just brainstorm this. What are all the ways that you could possibly do that?
1: Market it. Um, I could do newspaper ads. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter.
0: Okay, but, um, but I'm talking about, sorry, my question was not clear. You could market that way, but what is the actual service? That's what okay. I'm trying to get you to think. Like brainstorm about like different ways you could provide the service. Okay, because I think okay. sometimes as OTs, we're very tied into this one-on-one direct client, which is a way, right? Mm-hmm. But you're somewhat limited by your one hour of time to that one, one client. Mm -hmm. Do you see where I'm going with this? (laughs) Like, are there other ways? And it's funny because I just finished uh, how to, how to develop a beta course. Okay. Now you're talking girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm using this COVID-19 to my benefit of being able to stay at home.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. That's so great.
1: So I I was thinking of creating a, like a, a beta course. And then of course like a actual course of, of sleep consulting and, Adding that to my ascension model, yes. Um, to try to like funnel in and have those like have a the majority of people accessing that aspect of it. Yes. Um, I've also looked into like providing in person, although not right now, like consultations or um, like a uh, conferences of some sort. So I had previously booked um, with some nursing staff, like a a little lunch and learn, essentially, of how they can get better sleep with being shift workers. Yes,
0: um, that's great. that's been great. canceled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but. Yes, because of all of this <laughs> going on right now. <laughs> um,
1: so that, that was one of my options was they, they were nurses at a, a children's hospital. And so I figured, well, A, I can access the adults there, but I also then I'm advertising for my children's services as well.
0: Yes, so I, I love it. it. That's great. And that would be kind of, because a lunch and learn would probably be kind of a marketing thing, right? Like they wouldn't pay to come to that, but that would be an in-person marketing your services so that they know of you and can recommend you to families that they, that they have. Yes. Yeah. Um, And for
1: for themselves as well.
0: Yes, exactly. Yep. So that's, that's where, when I was falling asleep last night, thinking about your business, that, that is what I was thinking. I was thinking it almost... I almost think because adults, if you think about adult learning theory, right? Like when you teach adults, they're, they're self-determining. They're people that have, make their own choices. They are in control of their own learning. Like that is adult learning theory that the adults need to take action on their own with the resources provided for them. And so that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if she could structure something in a group program, maybe a group coaching program, even it could be something structured where you make lessons and you do a four week program to better sleep or something. And, and you really, in your marketing to get to the marketing piece. And, and because I know you want to focus on adults now, I'm kind of like, we need to, we need to get your wheels turning with this because like, if that's your ideal client, let's go there. You know Um, you really have to ramp up the problem right? Like you have to ramp up the, the communication in your marketing for the adults. I'm talking to just adults here. I don't think parents need any ramping up. They know that their kid is screaming all night and they're going crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a little easier, easier marketing. But for the adults, I think your language and your marketing, and I, and I haven't looked at, maybe you're doing this already, so please tell me to shut up if, if you are. No, but. No. Um, I think you have to really, really ramp up the problem. Like help them see how much of a problem this is when maybe it's not at the forefront of their mind right away. So, okay. so you know, brainstorm. I'm a big brainstormer. I love to just like piece of paper and just music on and you just write out ideas. And I think that might be a good thing to do for this. Just no filter, just scribble down or type if that's your jam. A bunch of ideas of of like what problems does lack of sleep or poor sleep cause for an adult and list all those out and then use those, use the best ones once you do your brainstorm in your marketing. And then you, you do the transformation turn in your marketing of like, do you, and I don't, I don't know what those, I mean, I do kind of know what those would be, but I'm sure, you know, a ton more, but do you struggle with foggy brain during the day? Do you feel like you can't think straight? Are you, do you need coffee in the afternoon? Are you, well, I don't know what, what the pain points would be like, are you irritable and crabby, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then in your marketing, like you can change it to say with my program, you'll learn blah, blah, blah. Imagine yourself, you know, clear clarity in your thinking energy to get through the day. And it's like this total transformation in your marketing right there, because it's such a clear solution to the problems that they're having in daily life. So okay. the marketing needs to talk about that. It needs to really ramp up like this is the problem and you got to see that this is a problem in your life, but it could be so much better, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. I think that that's what I'm missing. Like out, so I think with my, a lot of my social media posts, I, I'll say this is sort of, this is what we know about sleep, like how it impacts people. And then, um, then I'll give like a few tips, but I don't think I, I give enough emphasis on that pain point.
0: Yeah. Because they really need to feel that, right? They really need to understand how crucial good sleep is to their mood, their behavior, their outlook on life, their ability to get stuff done at work, their um, feelings of well-being and happiness. I mean, it's all it. All of it can be tied to our sleep, right? Not just Mm -hmm. to sleep, but like it's a big piece. Mm -hmm. And I think I think sometimes in marketing we're afraid to tell. This is something um, actually that. Donald Miller in his building a story brand book, which I recommend to everyone. I love it. It's awesome. One of the things he, he talks about when you market is that you have to make people feel the, it's all about story, right? So I would say like, it's tragedy, right? Like it's, it's tragic if you spend months on end, not getting stuff done at work because your sleep is impaired, or it's tragic if you're having a a bad relationship with your kids because you're so irritable because you're not getting good sleep. You know, you, you, can, yeah. you can ramp up the, the intensity of the need by, by really making people feel it. And we're so afraid to do that in marketing a lot of times, especially as OTs, like we don't wanna make people feel bad, you know? Yeah. But you're, you're, you're helping them see a need that you have a solution for so you can help them. Like we have to reframe it as a, we're telling people the truth so that we can help them <laughs> when we're doing our marketing mm-hmm. and we're making them see the problem, right? Yeah. Um, And I I think I
1: I feel sometimes that I'm fear-mongering.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we should go over the top with it. Right. Like (laughs) I think we know, I think you can use your own internal and I'm really big about, I'm glad you said that because I'm really big about we need to be able to be our authentic selves on social media and in the way that we market. And just personally for me, the more that I've leaned into really being who I am, the more I've attracted the ideal people to work with. It's it's so interesting to me, and people say this all the time, and I didn't believe it. <laughs> I thought I had to be a certain way, right? Yeah. But, so I think you know, right? You can write, and you can just keeping in mind that they need to be able to feel the. They need to be able to feel the problem, and that you have a solution yeah. for it, because they have to see the problem first. But if you feel, as though you write something that doesn't feel authentic to you, don't post it. You know, don't, don't use Mm -hmm. that because you have your internal barometer of like, this feels too like I'm overemphasizing the problem just to make people buy my, (laughs) buy my service. Mm -hmm. Like, but, um, but you want to help them ultimately. And you know that I know that about you. Like that's so clear, you know? Yeah. But it can feel like that. And, and you don't, when you, when you do feel like that in your writing, I'd say dial it back a little, maybe, I don't know. And I don't think I've ever felt
1: that way. I just, that's my fear. And so I, I hedge to be like, uh, I hedge to talk about, I'm nervous to talk about the, the consequences of lack of sleep because I don't want people to feel bad or to feel like, oh no, like my brain development is, you know, or whatever (laughs) and start to panic. But I think that's my own, that's my own stuff speaking there. And that's, that's me kind of telling myself my own story. <laughs> yeah,
0: think. yeah, and and that gets back to like mindset is so much of what we do as entrepreneurs. I mean, it really it really is like we we need to feel ultimately we need to feel confident that what we're offering is a valuable service for people down to our gut. Like in our gut we need to know it is a valuable service that we're offering for people or else we're going to feel inauthentic in our marketing. You know, yeah. and and I think the challenge is that our, as OTs especially, I, I feel like people get so tired of hearing me talk about this on the podcast, but we just have this inferiority complex. And it, it seeps into everything we do, especially as business owners. And I think, um, I think that we have to do the, the hard mental work on convincing ourselves even that what we offer is a valuable service because so many OTs are doing such amazing things in the world and yet they're afraid to sell them you know like they're kind of afraid to put themselves out there and and yeah and I, I think that's what yeah. happens in our
1: like when we are educated as OTs I think definitely I know I know that for me I, I'm always feeling like I'm lacking that skill to offer what Another professionals offering, and even though yeah. if I look at my training and I look at what it says that OTs can do and I, I'm confident in my skills to do it, yes, I still go out and be like, "Well, and I have that lack of confidence when I'm trying to
0: tell a client that I can do it. Right, and that comes through when you market and when you talk to people about your services, right? I'm not saying for you, I'm saying for people in general, but maybe for you. I don't know. I haven't yeah. been on your calls, but um, but I think that's where I – lo- I love that this is coming up in this, in this conversation because I, I really – the more I work with business owners, the more I'm like, this is – the internal work that you have to do, do to be a, a good entrepreneur and be confident selling your services is – it's deep, you know, it's really Mm -hmm. deep. I mean, it can go back to like how you were treated as a child or your relationship with your partner right now, or like lots of like things that have nothing to do with our businesses, but have everything to do with our businesses. And that confidence that you have or, or lack, lack when you talk to potential clients comes through in the conversation in your tone of voice or in your words or in the way that you may over deliver maybe because you you want to be so helpful. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: it came up, it came up in a, uh, coaching call that I did a while ago. And I talked a little bit about it on Instagram, but I think there's a, I think I did an IGTV video when I was first learning how to do IGTV, but, um, the, the idea of co-regulating with your clients, like, do you, Have you heard of co-regulation? It's like a big thing in peds right now with like, yep. you know, you regulate the child's energy and mood essentially. Like yep. they, they feed off you. <laughs> you know this because you work with sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but our clients do that with us, right? Our clients, the same way that a kid reads our energy and responds to it and we do the same to the child, we co-regulate with our clients. So if we come across as, well, yeah. So this service I offer is, um, and we appear uncertain, The mm-hmm. the client without saying it, without saying anything to us, feels uncertain that we can help them. So working on like getting the, a real, I almost think a tagline helps or like some, some kind of phrase you say over and over and over can help you seem very confident because it rolls right off your, it, it just, you say it over and over, and it rolls off your tongue, and it sounds very confident. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of tagline or whatever.
1: Yeah, like a, a mantra, but out loud. To yeah. yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Okay, so I don't know That's what that might idea. be for you, but it might help when you're talking with adults to say my co- sleep coaching program or whatever you're going to call it. it I, I don't know what you'd be marketing. You know, it helps you deal deal with the systems and strategies and blah, 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 that you need to get a better night's sleep so that you can be more productive, have more clear thinking and have healthier relationships in your life or whatever. I don't know if it would be that long, but you know, I'm just off the top of my head kind of brainstorming. Yeah, no. no.
1: Um, And I I think having that consistency, like if I'm going into a discovery call, for example, having that consistency of this is my message, because now I think my message is like I explain it in a new way each time to see if that's a better way
0: to do it. <laughs> yeah. And also, I bet, I bet probably, tell me if you're not doing this, but I bet probably what you're doing is you're trying to individualize because we're OTs and we individualize to our clients. You're trying to really listen to the client and help them, right? You're trying to individualize your service and your offering and your words to that client, which is, a good thing to do and yet also we need to communicate confidence and that we know what will work for them regardless of what they're going to say to us in some way does that make sense kind of do you feel like that's what you're doing or i absolutely do that and so
1: yeah. i feel that i gather too much information to the point that like it, that now the call becomes something completely different right it's no longer a discovery call um because it's, I want to individualize it so much yep. to them, oh well for your specific situation I, I can do this, this and this versus having it more general, broad, consistent message from call to call, right?
0: Yes. It's like an intake call rather than a yeah. <laughs> rather than a discovery call, right? <laughs> yeah. And if, then it's hard to turn it around and say, okay,
1: but I can't give you the specifics because I've already been speaking about specifics. Right. Right. And so then, like, there's that disconnect, right? It's between me personalizing it and yet then shutting it down before I, you know.
0: Right. So how do we get your – let's talk about your calls then since we're on this topic. And we can circle back to more marketing. We did do some marketing stuff. We didn't do so much for the parents, but more for the adults. But um, we'll circle back to marketing because I want to talk about your discovery call since we're here right now. Okay. Um, so do you have a – structured, like, have you kind of written out what, what the purpose of your discovery – well, let's talk about that. What's the purpose of the discovery call?
1: Um, essentially to – right now, my purpose is just to identify good fit. So, okay. But I don't know if that's actually, like, what it should be.
0: Yeah. What would any – I mean, that seems right to me for a discovery call, but I don't know what would other – options be I mean maybe it's like free marketing it's like people know about you and they in the community but ultimately a discovery call is kind of like I want you to become a client right
1: (laughs) yeah like you've kind of been pulled in by my social media or my other marketing and let me try to get you further in and to buy something is what how I view it yeah um but I also don't want to then have a client that I can't help so it allows me to rule out um, sleep concerns that are, that I can't address.
0: Okay. Um, And you, you could still do that if you had a structured way that you run the call. So I think the biggest thing with, with these discovery calls or some people call them like free 15 minute consult calls to see if we're a good fit, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. It's essentially that free call that you're doing 15 minutes, which usually let's be honest, becomes 30, sometimes 45, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and, and we don't want to be quote unquote, not that it's wasting time to help people, but we want to protect our time, right? As business owners, that's the, a precious commodity as an entrepreneur. So one of the best things to do during these calls is immediately right at the start of the call, you take control of the call. So if you're, if you're getting on the phone with them and you're saying, so tell me about why you were interested in my services, that immediately puts the ball that, that lets them take control of the call, right? But if you have a very clear outline about what you want to get done on that call and you communicate that really clearly at first, so you take control and say, oh, I'm so glad to talk to you today. We only have 15 minutes for this call, so I want to be really respectful of your time and here's the agenda for this call. First, I wanna really hear a little bit about you and see if we're a good fit. And second, I wanna tell you how we can work together the options I have for us to work together and that, you know, that's it. And then it's, and then it's space, or you can, I mean, I'm not trying to be prescriptive. You can make that whatever you want really, but ultimately that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of the call. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of, because you've set that up, because you've set up that structure, they feel really comfortable and like you're in, like, you know, what's going on. Right. (laughs) Like, Like you have an agenda, you know what you have on offer and you could even—that's what I was asking you before. Have you written out some of what you want to say on these calls, like just you know, either on a Google Doc or even handwritten, if that's your thing you like to do? Like,
1: no. And I now that you're saying it, it that's a really good idea. I can't
0: believe I haven't thought of it. Well, sure. I mean, you're doing a lot as a business <laughs> owner. Come on, like, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. it doesn't mean anything. It's just that you've been working on a lot of other things.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't, and that—that that makes. I think even just giving the outline, I think that's what I'm missing because I'm not going into it as an assessment. So I've kind of been freewheeling it, Um, but having that outline, I think does, and it establishes me as an expert, right?
0: Totally. Right from the start of the call. Like they, they're like, whoa, okay. She's professional. She's like Mm -hmm. on, and I, I am like, I say this all confidently, but I'm telling you this, it was I, I love talking with families, but when I started my business, I did more 45 minute, 15 minute input, t- consult calls than <laughs> I know what to count. Like, you know, you, you just, it is that we want to help, but it's something at your point in your business, you're a year in like, yeah, people should not get to talk to you for 45 minutes without paying you you know and if it if it needs to go over 15 minutes or there's things that they get into i think you might want to write out to some of the responses that you might have because you've done some of these calls right so you know what mm-hmm. people will say you might want to write out or journal some responses to help you have a ready response when people might ask you very specific questions that would really be more a paid consult call. So maybe you offer a paid, you know, you're, oh, actually that's, that's a topic we could talk about. One of the ways to work with me is a 30 minute consult call. It's this much. Like if you want to schedule one of those, we could totally get into details, but that's outside the scope of a 15 minute call. Cause I really want to be able to, to give you all of the information that can support you to, to get progress with that issue or problem that you have or whatever. So do you, you see what I mean? You can kind of mm-hmm. deflect a little, like and also say you need to pay me for that, but in a friendly, nice way. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and that's that's how I that, that's where
0: I struggle is saying that nicely, um, and
1: trying to explain. Like I've gotten stuck where they're like, "Well, how would you do that?" And so then I kind of give them a kind of a washed out version of what I would do. Yeah. And like, but how? And I get stuck because I'm like, "Well, and I don't want to say it if I give it to you, then why would you hire me?"
0: Right. Um, right. That's a hard so, one. That's a hard one. And I, I think I had, I, I can relate to that because I think I've had a few. I'm thinking back, I've had a few parents who, you know, early on, not so much anymore because I'm not doing the intake calls anymore, but, um, but I had a few parents early on who were like, exactly, how, is this therapist trained in sensory integration and how, wh- exactly what strategies are they going to use? I mean, can you promise me that you will help my child's attention? You know, or like yeah. just very, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Bullying, And in some ways I'm like, maybe you're not the ideal client then if that's your attitude, you know, if that's your way that you're going to approach the conversation right at the start of our relationship. Do I really want to work with you? That's, that's, I mean, and so in some ways, if, if people are coming at you that strongly on that first discovery call, you'll have your response because you'll have written it out and kind of thought about it and have a reflective moment outside of the call where you have a prepared <laughs> thing that you will say, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you'll be able to respond and say, you know, that's a, it's a paid service. I've had tons of training in this. I mean, maybe that's not how I would say it. But, but you'll have a response to say to that because that does happen where people kind of put you on the spot. But because you know it's happened before, you can at least prep outside of a call to be ready for it the next time that it happens. Like, how could you say that? That's a really hard one to like, well, how? It's mm-hmm. like, Maybe you say, well, I went to OT. I went to a master's program in OT and I took a sleep consultancy course. So to distill that down into like a one minute answer for you would be really hard. I have a lot of strategies that I use, but I'm confident after our conversation that I know how to help you. I don't, I don't tell everyone that I do a consult call with that I can help them, but I'm confident based on what you've shared with me that I have strategies that would work for you. You know, then it, then it's kind of like saying, I know these, I can share them with you in the, in the context of a paid consulting relationship, but I'm not going to give away all of my resources on a 15 minute call. And um, in some ways the people who are asking that how, how, how question are going to respect you even more. If you say, no, I'm not going to tell you how on this 15 minute free phone call, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. i
1: well, and I think that response shows a lot of confidence too. And I, how I had responded was I went through the process Well, we do an assessment and the assessment, well, it will um, help me target what strategies are going to work for you. Um, and right. I haven't completed that assessment with you. So it, it's hard for me to really pinpoint those in this call, but then it, I like how you worded it because there, like how I did it, it kind of showed a little bit of not insecurity, but kind of,
0: like I was like they, bringing, like I didn't know, right? Like they were bullying you in some way, you know, and you kind of yeah. were like, okay, well, let me kind of explain. Okay. You know, but I love what you said though. I want to, I want to honor that what you said was a very thoughtful and professional response. The, okay. the only thing I would change is to say that assessment that we do is very good at finding exactly what you need to work on to help your sleep or whatever, you know, so that it's, it's expressing, you can say, I can't know that until I do an assessment and that's a paid service, but Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you the assessment is excellent at finding what you need to work on. And I can help you because I've had this training and I know these strategies and I will gladly offer them to you for some of your, you know, money Mm -hmm. that you need to pay me for my expertise. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I think that's it, great that you explained the process. That's good.
1: And that it comes down to just me being more confident than in in selling it. Um, sure. Which means more work on my part for sure, my, my but story that I'm telling myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because what you – and I think this is where this is where coaching can really help people. I think if you are starting a business and you work with a coach, a lot of that coach is – I mean, it sounds – totally silly to say but they are your cheerleader they they are they believe in you they believe in you you know Mm -hmm. and i can say i mean i don't know you from outside of this call we've known each other 46 minutes now so (laughs) but i can tell that you are an intentional thoughtful business owner who really wants to help people and who has some really significant training on how to do this that is that is making you someone that they should pay for this service so You know, it's, it is, it's like inner work you have to do. And also having people around you, like friends that run businesses, people that really believe in what you're doing is really helpful because when we don't believe in ourselves, if other people are kind of helping us along, I think we all need that. It's, I always say entrepreneurship, like you're not meant to do this in a silo. Too many entrepreneurs try to, (laughs) it's just hard. Mm -hmm. So I think being with other people is a great, um, is a great thing. And it doesn't have to be paid. Like a, I mean, this isn't paid. I should, I usually say that at the beginning of these calls. Like, caveat, everyone, disclaimer, there is no money being exchanged here for this. Janice was brave to come on the podcast. I am not getting paid for this. Okay. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm so, well, I, you know, it's funny. I put that out there like several episodes ago and probably, I, I don't know, the episodes have between like, four to five hundred to twelve hundred downloads per episode. Two people reached out to me, Janice. This shows you how afraid people are. Two yeah. people. So you are one of them. So you should just be confident about that. Okay. Remind yourself of that. I am what two is- of five hundred people that were brave enough to put my business <laughs> out there in public.
1: <laughs> well it is scary though, right? It's really yeah. like because you're gonna everybody's gonna hear you're insecure. Like I'm I'm being I'm trying to be as open transparent as possible. You are. But realizing that everybody's gonna hear this. And that's not something I'm used to sharing. Yeah, (laughs) a professional. I'm insecure about this or I'm not confident about this. Um so it is hard and it's worth it though if anybody's (laughs) listening.
0: Yeah. I I (laughs) feel like I'm so glad you said that because I think um I think it aligns too with like just even putting ourselves out there as business owners. Like just to, I, I had so much fear on that when I first started because I didn't have any friends that were business owners. And I felt like they, they were thinking of me, like, who is Laura to think that she's going to like promote like her business or blah, blah, you know, like just, they mm-hmm. weren't. It was me thinking that they were going to think that. It wasn't that my friends were like judging me, but it, it's almost like I don't know. Do you feel like this? Like we worry that if we succeed, other people are going to be like mad or, or like, I don't know. Or like, there's like, we're, we're diminishing others by succeeding. And that is not true. But I think as OTs, we often think that like, if I'm successful, then I'm diminishing other people. And it's just, it's just not true. Like Mm -hmm. we all can succeed. We all have like really unique things that we need to do in the world. And I love that you have this niche, niche or niche. I don't ever know how to say it, but <laughs> I don't know either, uh, but, but it's so needed. It's such a needed thing um, in this world where no one rests enough. I think like it's a, uh, there's a lot of, okay. So should we talk about marketing? I think we did yes, discovery let's. call. We've got like 10 minutes maybe left and I, I should probably try to wrap up on time because the last podcast episode I sent to the editors was 15 minutes too long, <laughs> but, but, um, but, um, Marketing. I think there are a lot of, I I think less is more when you're talking about this topic to not bombard people with a ton in an, I I haven't even looked at your Facebook. So this is coming out of nowhere, but there's a lot of, or coming out of lack of seeing what you're putting out. I don't want you to hear this as like, I looked at your Facebook and this is my advice. Like (laughs) not at all. Um, but less is more, right? you might even have a post like a blog post or something you did. And, and the title on Facebook is just, are you exhausted by 3pm? And see if people will click that to, to go through to read whatever you have. Or, you know, like, there's a lot of titles you can do about sleep that can really make people like, yes, that's me click, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, are you using any automatic scheduling? Like, do you, do you have anything? What are you using right now systems wise to help you manage the social media posting?
1: So for Facebook, I use the scheduled posts. So I sit down okay. once every two weeks and create 14 days worth of posts. And I try to post every day, although the last week I've been slacking. And so I just, and I, I create them right now. I'm creating them new every week. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to eventually reuse them. Um, and then for Instagram, I am essentially just pulling off and posting um, off of my Facebook, uh, every couple of days. And then I do post on Google, like just oh, yeah. my, my, my business website. I, but I'm not sure that actually goes anywhere. I'm not sure if anybody actually sees it.
0: So yeah. I struggle do you get with the, that? Yeah. The Google, Google will give you a weekly report. If you, do you have, I don't know if it's G suite, maybe it's cause I have G suite. It's like a business Google account. Basically it's like five bucks a month or something per person. Okay. Um, I get a report every week, like uh, on Google, it's not Google ads, but it's like Google, it's just a post right on your Google, my business page or whatever on Google.
1: I don't get that. Maybe I'll look into G Suite. I don't get that. I do get that from my website. I get a report saying how many clicks, how many searches
0: specific business, Um, but not for my, not for the Google posts. Where are people finding you right now? where are your current clients? Like, where do they say they found you? Did they find you on Facebook, Instagram, Google, friend? Like, what is their, where are you getting your referrals right now?
1: Mainly word of mouth.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: And that's, that's why I struggle too, right? Is all this work. Is it really that I have to just um, do a lot more and get established and will slowly increase, but then the increase is slow. And especially with right now our current situation. Yeah. um, I, I had a a nice like group that came in and then now it's just, I haven't heard much, but I think that might be, it's not really a priority right now. Understandably.
0: Yeah. Are you getting people commenting on your post or is there engagement?
1: No. And I do, uh, yeah, not so much. I have the odd friend that knows that it bumps my post. Mm -hmm. um, And so they'll say something, Um, but not usually. And even like I posted the other day, I actually offered, um, and I know this devalues my service as I'm learning that this, I offered uh, pay what you can. Well, that's, um, I mean, it's COVID.
0: Like, I yeah, think totally. I, I just launched a group coaching program and I priced it way lower than I would have if we weren't in COVID. So it's okay. I think that's okay to do. I think that's being, you know, authentic to our true selves as business owners and, listening to our hearts some. So yeah, you're not devaluing your service.
1: (laughs) So yeah, like I did it and I'm like, well, maybe I'm, but so I offered like pay what you can uh, consultations. You get an hour to like 60 to 90 minutes with me and I got no responses.
0: (laughs) Okay. So maybe your ideal clients are not there. I would say a strategy on Facebook for you might be More important than posting every day on your own page is spending half an hour a day in mom groups where people are asking about sleep or, you know, like just and not not pushing your services, not at all pushing your services, just being helpful, just being helpful, you know, and then when people when people see that you're helpful and your name becomes known in that group or whatever when they make a call out, I need a sleep consultant, you can say, oh, this is what I do for work. You can check out my website here or whatever. Um, but it, the the adults are a little harder because there's not going to be a group for adults about sleep. But the parents, there's tons of mom groups on on Facebook, parent groups, I should say, because there's dads too that are dealing with sleep, um, where you could you could be a presence in that group and be helpful to people without pushing your services. And I think that's, that's, what we have to be doing on social media, we have to see social media as a way to help people for free. That's the way you can look at your free service, right? That's not devaluing Mm -hmm. yourself. That's like putting yourself out there on social media as a helper to people by whatever you're sharing. But you need to go where the people are at this point rather than expecting people are going to come to you on your page because your business is still brand new, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Would you you find like, so there was, going to be a conference for children's mental health uh-huh. um, and I was considering buying a booth there's they were expecting a, say a thousand parents okay to go through is that like is that an effective way to market or is that more for people that are selling like sit and wiggle cushions and um or is it an effective way to market something where they don't actually walk away with
0: you know well, a book think- or yeah, I think you'd have to do like a cost-benefit analysis, right? Maybe write, I'm, can you tell I'm a paper-pencil person? I'm like, get out your book and write down in your journal the pros and cons. Like, but I really do think it helps. It helps our brains kind of see the list, right? So you, so how much does it cost? Like how much time is it going to take you to go there? How many people will actually use your services after that? Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. Like, mm-hmm. But what you'd have to focus on at that event is not selling your service you're giving them something helpful. You have like the top three tips. You have like a free online class. You have whatever you're offering for those families is to help them not to be promoting your service, right? So that's the main thing I would say. If you're gonna do a booth somewhere, you're in t- and I know, it is, I know that's your intention is to help people, but ultimately the, the money comes after you've already helped people some because you've they they trust you and they respect you then right like if you've given them something helpful already Um, but it would matter it would depend on how much time energy and money it's going to cost you to go there but what about another idea what along those lines what about like an online summit there what if there's like mom groups that you could you know business owners I think For you right now, the strategy on social media that I would be doing if I was at your place in business with your type of business, I would be trying to find every possible group on Facebook and looking for the people on Instagram that are doing similar or related work that I am and following them, looking at what they're doing and just trying to connect and build relationships because those collaborations, like if you got invited to be um, a speaker about sleep at an online summit for exhausted first time moms you know or whatever it is mm. that's where your ideal cust- well your ideal parent customer is we get, the, the adults is a whole other thing it's so hard when you have two ideal clients i kind of deal with that too in my business but um like like you have to be like well but that won't work for the adults so you kind of need to have two different strategies right but right now talking about the parents makes sense to find these groups online and build those connections with other business owners so that then you you get access to your ideal client where they are rather than expecting them to just randomly find you on Facebook and read the posts that you're putting out, if that makes sense. Okay. okay. So maybe restructuring your time a little, because I love that you're spending time being thoughtful about what you're putting on Facebook, right? And what you're, what you're putting out there. Um, but I think maybe your time on face, Facebook specifically, because there's groups, right? You can find those groups and join them because you are a mom with children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And again, I'm not saying infiltrate and then push your service. I'm saying just get to know people, be helpful, share, share your tips within reason, you know, not, not giving away a bunch, but, um, and then people will slowly come to know you, I think, like, and trust you. Whew. That was a lot in one hour. (laughs) That was
1: very helpful though. I have a whole couple pages of notes. I'm so glad.
0: I'm trying to think. There was like one other thing. I feel like there was one other thing we meant to talk about. Did we kind of hit everything?
1: Um, Social media marketing, discovery call, adult sleep. I had talked about – well, I had a question about whether or not – so part of me thinks maybe I created my business too specific. Maybe I should be expanding. Yeah. But then (laughs) – but then, as we're talking, I'm like, well, maybe I'm actually too. I have too many ideal clients,
0: right? Yeah. As it is I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think for you, I wouldn't say that your niche slash niche. How someone posts niche. some. It's probably niche. I. It feels weird to say that anyway. <laughs> niche niche kind of sounds ugly too. Um, so I would say your niche is not too small. I would say to think really big about what products. What services, what packages, what programs can you design around this niche? Mm-hmm. It, it does not just have to be one-on-one consulting with people because that's like one hour of time for one hour of money. But if you, if you really think, and you already, I know you know about this because you said the word ascension model. So if people don't know what that is, it's like... It's like a triangle and your like free or cheap offers are on the bottom on the big part of the triangle. And at the top of the triangle, at the very point, there's your one-on-one services, which cost a lot of money, right? Because they're one-on-one with you. Um, So for me, like my podcast is like bottom because it's free and it's no money at all. And then my top top is like one-on-one coaching. So I think it's not that the niche is too small. I think it's a good niche but that you have to think outside the box about how to package things and develop programs or services or eBooks or I, I don't know I mean there's so many things you could do with this mm-hmm. um, to to make it really profitable and I totally a hundred percent believe that you are going to be very successful in this. You are just starting; <laughs> you're one year in, and and you already have so many good foundations and just the way you're thinking about things is totally OT entrepreneur awesome. Like I love it so. You're doing great. Thank
1: you, thank you very much. Like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, I often—I know we had talked about this before we started recording, but I often feel like I've jumped into this ocean and, yeah, um, that it's kind of like I'm—I'm I'm scrambling to keep my head above water. Yeah. just to, but like even with just talking with you, I feel okay. So this is where I can go, right? I, I liked your 30-minute yeah. consultation suggestion. That's great. Right? That's easier for people to kind of buy into that than buying into a full consultation. Um I like I like going on and being more helpful versus having more posts on my page those sort of things yeah. So it gives me a little bit more of some flotation devices to grab onto. right right right, um, right. so definitely like it's um, I feel like a year is a long time and I, I often feel like I should be a lot further ahead, but hearing you say that you know that I'm doing okay and I'm creating those foundations I, I think I just need to maybe be a little
0: bit more gentle with yourself yes.
1: Be but. gentle
0: with yourself and celebrate this. I mean, you've got a lot going and you're doing great. You just, you're on the right path. And I'm telling you, there are so many little life buoys and things around you in the OT entrepreneur community that you can access to keep your head above water in this ocean of entrepreneurship. <laughs> so I, I'm like, as you were talking, I was thinking of like titles for the episode, like the the life buoys in the ocean. of <laughs> <Ontario>. <laughs> I'm not going to name it I, that, but I just thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> I'm all about the visual imagery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Well, thank you so much, Janice. Thank this you. was just a total pleasure. I cannot wait to see where you go with this. And I've, Pleasure's I've told um, the other person that I brought on for an honor coaching call too, that maybe in a year we should circle back to you and hear like, what you're doing. If you're willing at that point, I, would love but that. I just, I just think it would be really fun to bring people back on and like show people the growth of a business. I think it's so, I literally have goosebumps right now thinking about you in a year. I'm not lying. Like my arm is covered in goosebumps because I'm so excited about what you're going to do. So thank um, you. I would love awesome.
1: that. I would love that. And I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for doing this call. with Well, me.
0: thanks for being willing. You were awesome.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: Isn't she just fabulous? So intentional, so thoughtful, just has the mind of an entrepreneur. And I am so excited to see where her business goes. And I really mean it. If she's willing, I would love to bring her back on in six months to a year and kind of get an update and hear how things are going for her. I think that's a really important part of this podcast is as time goes on, I hope to kind of show how businesses grow and change over time and how we grow as entrepreneurs, because it's very exciting. It's one of the things I always say I love so much about entrepreneurship is that it is just unlimited what you can do in your career. There are so many different things to do, enough to fill a lifetime and then some, and it is exciting. So what action will you take from this episode? I think for me, the reminder that being on social media is about connection is a really good reminder. I think a lot of times as business owners, we get on social media and we're so busy marketing and you know, making sure that we're giving useful content to people that we forget to actually look at what others are doing and interact with them and encourage them. So that is a takeaway I will have among many others in this episode. I hope it helped you. So take a small step today because those small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.